videos, Entertainment Corridor. Check, check. Why don't I hear anything? I don't hear anything. Here we go. Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Um, so we usually start with our weekends. And so um, I, saw, I saw a homeless guy walking down the street ranting to himself, and uh, I, those guys always, uh, I feel like I'm one rant away from being that guy. Um, I, it's just that uh, there's kind of this black hole that happens when you can fall into when you're a ranter, you, you do tirades and so forth. You feel like uh, there could be just one day I can get off to some rant on this show and I'll just, uh, 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 Muppets and... And horses and computers, I hate them all. I, I, fish, fish, oh my God. And I just get up and I just walk right out of the studio and wander the streets on this one rant for the rest of my life. So I'm always worried about something like that. And so, yeah, I didn't feel sorry for him. I felt sorry for me. That's the kind of guy I am. Real nice guy. Yeah, this is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Um, you can email me at madman at fxvgpr.com. Um, this is the live show we do live, uh, for free, for free on fxbgpublicradio.com. We do the original broadcast and the RSS feed goes up in a, a day or two later. Um, but you can see the full video if you're a patron over at patreon.com slash shock monkey radio. Um, yeah, become a patron and you can get access to all the, uh, uh, behind the paywall content, complete video. Uh, also I'm on YouTube, search for the Madman lowercase or shock monkey radio radio and yeah we're up on youtube i'll put clips up up on there usually night up night after the show just check it out uh so here's something that's always bugged me about the muppets and sesame street you know it's people are very very casual when it comes to muppets walking around it seems like that uh there's no uh shock in seeing uh, a walking you know, bipedal, six-foot-tall yellow bird. People don't really uh, react to it. It's just a normal day in a city, you know, and that's really kind of weird. You know, I'd piss myself if I uh, 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 saw a woolly mammoth stepping out of an alley in New York. I get, I get, the, I get the impression that Sesame Street takes place in New York. Anyway, so... Here's the thing, the way that people interact with Muppets in the Muppet movie or at Sesame Street, it's like that they're you know, very normalized. It's just like, oh, just, you know, pig, pig Muppet walking down the street, bipedal with lipstick on and shit. Normal day, normal day in Muppet land. And uh, it seems weird to me. So the only, the only explanation I can come up with is that this is an alternate reality. All these, these Muppet, Muppet shows... And, uh, you know, Sesame Street, they take place in this alternate reality where these creatures have evolved alongside humanity. All right. And so there must have been a point where uh, people started noticing these creatures. I mean, God only knows what kind of uh, Ninja Turtle goop got on them or what sort of natural selection has led to, cre to the creation of these creatures. All right. So I would imagine like the first time they see you see these creatures, we'll probably attack attack them, try to kill them. The um, 
that's just kind of the way humans are. If they see something they don't understand, they're, if, you know, they'll try to eat it, fuck it, or kill it. So, there must have been a war at some point in Muppet World. A war where uh, uh, people were exterminating, perhaps even breeding these Muppet creatures. Think of how many pig, uh, pig Muppets there are, and how many frog Muppets they are. Makes me kind of wonder if, like, Muppet frog legs or Muppet bacon is probably pretty delicious because there's so many of them in the Muppet show and in in Muppet movies and so forth. They bred a lot of pigs and, 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 and frogs. So I think maybe they even captured some, you know, and then there was probably some uh, uh, animal rights or Muppet rights activists that started appearing. It's like they, they can talk, you know, they can sing and stuff, you know, we shouldn't be eating them, you know. And then there was probably some big uh, Muppet civil rights movement, you know, to get to the point where you are, where you're at on Sesame Street or in any Muppet movie where everyone is totally casual, just Muppets walking around. And so to get to that point, there was probably this, uh, you know, civil, Muppet civil rights movement where, you know, I believe that one day there will be, I, I believe in, I have a dream today. That's how it goes. <laughs> Black History Month, I got to get it right. I have a dream today where Muppets are judged by the content of their character and not the color of their fabric. It, oh, it had to have happened in that weird alternate reality. It had to have happened. You know, I don't, I don't even, I can't even imagine. Then they have these Muppets that are people Muppets. Now, how did they evolve? What happened to, were they humans and they got like a, a curse? That's what, maybe that's what's happening. There are wizards wandering around in Muppet land and they just keep putting curses on people and animals to make them sentient or uh, weird, deformed. Think about Kermit's body. Do you think that guy can leap at all? I mean, he's got like the the gangliest arms and gangliest legs. You know, I don't think he can lift anything, much less much less a banjo. So I mean, there should there must have been a war at some point where did the Muppets fight back? Ask yourself that. Did the Muppets have weapons? They get a hold of some guns. You imagine Fozzie Bear? Fozzie Bear got the job. Everyone puts up with his horrible ass jokes because he's a war hero for the Muppet civil rights movement. Oh, that's probably how it happened. Who knows? Who knows what kind of shit that Fozzie's seen? Waka waka! That's what I used to shout when scalping humans. It could have been horrible in that world. Could you imagine a war versus the Muppets? Could you even imagine? Anyway, that's my little rant. I didn't, I didn't get up and storm out of here, so... Bonus. Bonus points. Hey, you want to talk about music for a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about music for a little bit. Uh, so uh, I've watched this. I've subscribed to this guy on YouTube named 12 Tone. 12 Tone on YouTube. Um, and he knows a lot about music that I don't know. And so I like watching that kind of stuff where he talks about music. Um, and so I watched this video that he's covered about the Immigrant Song. You know, the Led Zeppelin classic that's been in, like, uh, all the Thor movies. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's really kind of a simple song in, in terms of its construction. However, it's very complex in its musical theory and what, uh, what it does. And in 12 Tones video, he sits there and talks about the music theory of that song, that particular song. Uh, go, go check it out. I highly recommend his, his videos. Um, but basically, you know, the beginning of it is a, 
that is basically like a percussive rhythm. That's basically like making a guitar, both a guitar and drum set. But it's also one note. It's F sharp. It's, it's the octave. It's an octave F sharp from the main pedal note F sharp. All right? And so and then you have the, the Robert Plant vocals, the mighty yop. He goes, ah, ah, oh, it sounds so horrible for you. I know. But you, I have to demonstrate it once so you understand. And so those notes are C-sharp, C-sharp octave, ah, and then it cuts down to the natural of C, C-natural. Ah, and that creates a dissonance with the song along with the, the uh, war march kind of rhythm. And so that creates a, a dissonance in the sound of the music because that, that C-natural just doesn't sound just doesn't sound right. It's just barely put, almost pushing out of key. And that's what makes it a yawp. It makes it a war cry. And now, uh, 12 Tone went in depth, in depth talking about this, uh, the, the theory of the immigrant song. And I just have to say, you know, I don't think that Robert Plant and Jimmy Page were sitting there thinking about, oh, this is how we're going to do the musical theory. We're going to create this dissonance and create a conflict within the music. By doing this, we're going to go with the C sharp, then C sharp octave, then drop it down to the C natural, and that will create a musical dissonance and create conflict for our song based upon Viking, Viking Raiders. That's not how it went down. Anyone who's ever been in a band knows that this is how, how it went down. You know, Robert, uh, Robert Plant just walks into the, uh, their garage, their garage. He walks into the garage. Jimmy's there. Hello, Jimmy. What's new? Uh, just mucking about with this, this new riff. Oh, let me hear it, Jimmy boy. Let me hear it, Jimmy boy. Oh, that's right, smashing, mate. Oh, that sounds kind of like a war march. Like Vikings coming across on boats with their swords drawn. Ready to rape and pillage, that is. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So maybe you could work out some vocals, Robert. Let me think. Well, what about if I go oh, like a like a war cry? Oh, that's brilliant, mate. That's brilliant. Let's use that. We were already recording. We're already recording. <laughs> that's a, that's brilliant, mate. Let's do it like that. And here's the point. Here's my point about all these horrible noises I'm making. I am so sorry. I hope you haven't stopped listening by now. But the point is that this thing developed naturally. It's, they weren't sitting there thinking, it's like, oh, do you remember that music theory class where we talked about creating dissonance within... No, that's not how it went down. These two guys who love music, because everybody who's ever been in a band knows that it's just four guys who love music, or, you know, three or four people who love music, and they feel it out. And when you write a song, you get a riff, and you're like, okay, I know, I know, I know what to put to this, I know what to put this. You go, lose yourself in the music, in the moment, it's like that. You know, and you just feel it. You feel it. And that's the point, is that Robert Plant and Jimmy Page were creating this dissonance, creating this conflict, based on their gut feeling about what music is. Because they said, oh, that's a, that's a right, that's a right, war march you got there, Jimmy. Because of that, you know, there's like, oh, I'll do this war cry sound. I won't do it again for you. The, they'll do this war cry sound, and it's all your gut instincts and your action. And that's the way that music is made. Okay. We have this innate, this built-in understanding of music. If you don't know anything about music and you go to karaoke, you know who the bad singers are. 
don't you? You know who is off-key. It is built into us. And that's what's strange about music, is that we understand it almost innately. Maybe it's just because we, we're around music so much that we know, we instinctively know when something's off-key. But even if you have no musical training whatsoever, you can hear when something is off-key, like me singing. And that's what's really interesting about it because it's a very, music is a very complicated thing and I just suck at math and I can't understand half the stuff that dude at 12 Tone is saying because I, you know, I didn't take any, you know, a high school band, you know, the limits of my musical understanding. And, uh, you know, even then I dropped out off my sophomore year and just, I, I, dropped, I stopped playing trumpet and started playing uh, drums. Picked that up pretty, pretty, pretty good, I must say. Better at hitting stuff than, you know, making notes, notes and sounds is making notes and sounds is so I, I think that it's, it's interesting that it, this we have this natural music ability in ourselves to understand to understand understand innately what a scale or a key is even if you have no training whatsoever you can hear when somebody's just butchering a mariah carey song am i wrong am i wrong you're not wrong madman thank you kermit All right, so uh, something hilarious happened this week, uh, and I'm gonna—I I, got to give the Mad Men Award to James Carville this week because uh, Bernie Sanders uh, called James Carville Carville a hack, and in response, James Carville, the raging Cajun, said, "That's exactly what the fuck I am. At least I'm not a communist." Oh, feel the. Burn! You know, it's funny how um, sometimes even these dumbass liberals can stumble upon the truth in the most hilarious of ways. And, you know, at least, at least James Carville is not a communist. And that's a very good point. And uh, I think that that's hilarious. That's the burn of the week. Burn of the month, probably. It's like, damn, you know, 2020 is shaping up to be one hell of a year. I gotta be honest, this, this is gonna be fun. This is the most entertaining politics has gotten uh, ever because people, I mean, seriously, Trump is swearing now. People will get mad and try to cancel people who say like the N-word or something like that on a YouTube channel or call somebody, uh, 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 what, what's that called? Uh, dead naming. When you uh, use somebody's old name, you know, you can get canceled for that. But you got Trump going up there going, it's all bullshit. That's okay, but I don't get it. I don't get it. That's okay. You could swear. <laughs> the president could swear at a press conference, but as long as he doesn't dead name anybody, it's okay. I don't get. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Anyway, wow. I went right through, tearing through these topics. All right. Now I want, I mentioned last week how I hate computers, and I want to talk a little bit about why I hate computers. And uh, it started off when um, we got a computer when I, uh, I guess I was 18. I uh, got a, like a Packard Bell, if you remember those. I had a, got a Packard Bell, and uh, I wanted to play these games. 
like X-Wing and TIE Fighter. I don't know if you remember those, but those were the bomb back in the 90s. Uh, and I wanted to get them to get them to work, but uh, the the Windows machine that I was on it ran at extended memory, and it took me a, a while to learn how to access the expanded memory drivers, which a lot of those DOS games used to run on. So just by learning how to do config.sys files and autoexec.bat, and trying to get like a uh, Doom loaded up and running and running uh, modem games with my friends, just it got me a, a lot of um, knowledge about how computers work and how to fix them and so forth and when i joined the navy uh i i went into a similar field working in computers and stuff like that i learned windows nt administration i learned microcomputer repair you know um uh you know and windows nt sysadmin um and uh, i also did uh, other operating systems like unix did hp ux and uh and so um but I'd come home from work every day when I was in the Navy, and I'd have all sorts of problems on my computer, my personal computer. It was, I had a gateway by that time uh, in, in the late 90s. And so, uh, and I didn't even want to fix my own computer because my job, at, you know, was going and fixing computers. And I used to like computers. I used to like being around and learning about computers, but... By the time I was leaving the Navy, it's like every one of my friends wanted me because I was, I was really good at it. Everyone wanted me to fix their computer. And to this day, people ask me to help them fix their computer. And so uh, I hate it. I hate computers. You know, doing, uh, it reminds me of something somebody said to me once. It's like, doing what you love is the quickest way to hating it. So, um, yeah, become a patron. Make me hate this job. Go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. Make me hate this job. Um, I want to talk again about fear, my fear of animals, because a lot of I, I really don't like a lot of animals. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying let's go out there and like find us some muppets and fry us up some bacon. I'm not saying that. I mean pigs. Let's not go find any pigs and like fry up. I mean, I like bacon. I just don't want to slaughter the pig myself. What I mean is that I don't hate animals to a violent to a violent violent degree. I'm just generally just scared around them. Don't get, uh, cats, dogs, they generally don't scare me. In fact, I like dogs and cats quite a bit. Um, but fish, uh, people, if you have a fish, uh, I, don't, I don't know why you have such a disgusting creature. Fish are the most disgusting creatures that God ever made. You know, they float around in their piss and poo of everybody. And every fish that dies, all their biomatter gets uh, spit out into the water and de decomposes over time, and they're breathing it. And in, in and out of their mouth and through their lungs and so forth. It's like, like every, like you're, it's like a metaphor for us. It's like every single fart doesn't go up into the sky. Every single fart hangs around us, you know? And every time we poop, it just floats around in the air. You might breathe a little poop. That's what fish like, are like every single day of every single year of every, since all eternity, swimming around to poop and dead stuff. Disgusting creatures. I'll catch them. I like catching them. But I'll be damned if I'm going to eat them. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And, and uh, it, uh, horses, I, whew, horses are straight up evil. I'm going to tell you straight I, I, I've said it before. I'll say, say it a thousand times. They're the most evil creatures on earth. Now, I don't know the difference between a, a mule and a donkey or anything like that. But those are also kindred 
evil creatures. What, the, what are the horses doing? What are they doing? You pen them in in these tiny fences that they can easily run straight through. But instead of them running straight through fences, you train them to jump fences. You have little 17-year-old girls riding horses every fucking day in this country, teaching them to jump over fences, and the horses never get out. What are they up to? They are planning something. Don't trust horses. You know how powerful those creatures are. They're incredibly powerful. <clears throat> you have a couple of logs on your fence, keeping them out. A little bit of chain link. You think a horse can't get through there? Why are they hanging around? They're just humans have brushes. Did the wild horses figure that out? They have brushes and they brush us all the time and it's awesome. These humans are stupid. They feed us. They're up to something, man. Don't trust horses. You know, pigs are gross. They'll eat it's goats, too. They'll eat freaking anything. Goats are like the devil spawn. They're straight up demons, I think. Demons in human form. That's what goats sound like. You ever seen wild turkeys? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These are the dumbest things ever. One time a wild turkey got, uh, got loose in my neighborhood. Somebody has a wild turkey farm near where I live, apparently. Uh, and uh, and um, I heard this for like all like a whole day. And somebody, uh, uh, my uncle, he ended up like driving around the neighborhood trying to figure out where the hell it's coming from. And this dumbass turkey was sitting in front of somebody's storm door with a glass screen, and he sees his own reflection. And he's trying to talk to this turkey all day. Why is he answering me? He's a handsome fellow, I tell you that. Stupid birds. Birds are stupid creatures. If you have a pet bird, what kind of... Ugh, that's so evil. Clipping their wings. And then they make noise. All oh, tweet, 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 tweet. Or you get a parrot. A parrot you got to leave to your grandkids or something like that. And, you, uh, and you, it just repeats stuff because you, you, you teach it words. Parrot, parrots have evolved to mimic us because, hey, we'll get, we'll get a treat. I don't trust birds either. And it's kind of cruel to put them in cages. Birds belong in the sky. Those, those, uh, uh, those, those creatures, they belong in the sky. They do not belong inside at all, tweeting your ear off at dawn. If I saw a girl like Tinder and I see like a bird cage in her picture... Swipe left. I don't wake up at 5.30 in the morning. Tweet, 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 tweet. It's time to get time to do stuff. You're in a fucking cage, bird. You're not doing anything. Oh, my God. Birds. And people keep, like, lizards and snakes and shit like that. Ugh. For some reason, I think, like, hamsters and guinea pigs, they make more sense. Because at least that's a mammal. And a mammal, they, mammals are social creatures. So it kind of makes sense, but reptiles, they're cold-blooded killers. You know, you get a boa constrictor in your house, you know, and you just come up and look at it, feed them a mouse every other time. And why can you feed one pet to another pet? But if I take my cat, if I take a cat and I feed it to a dog, people are going to get all bent out of shape. 
PETA be all up, all up in my ass, messing with me. I was like, well, people feed mice to snakes. What's the difference, really? Yeah, but you have a boa constrictor. You know, all he's doing is sitting there in this cage thinking, it's like, one day, one day, I'm going to get out of here. And I am going to, oh, I'm going to get that guy. I'm going to get that guy. I know, buddy. You got to leave the studio. Little interruption. Anyway, I don't like animals. Uh, whew, I'm really using my time sync up. So I was hoping I'd have to, I could skip, skip those. Anyway, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Man Overboard and how it works in the Navy. Uh, when, you, when you're trained in Man Overboard drills, here's literally what you have to do. If you are the person who sees somebody go overboard, male or female, man overboard, even if it's female, you have to stand, keep your eyes fixated on them in the water, point directly at them, shouting, man overboard, ha, 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 man overboard, ha, ha, ha. That is literally the procedure. I just winked. How do these, how do they work? How do the winks work? I'm never really sure. Of course, it's not funny to, uh, to go overboard when you're out to sea. I don't know. I, did, did I tell the story about a guy I knew in the Navy got blown off an aircraft carrier? Got hit by a jet wash, standing in a place he shouldn't have been. Blown right off the aircraft carrier. That must have been a sensation. <laughs> a sensation to remember. Absolutely. So that's how that works with Man Overboard. I, uh, but goddamn, the ocean scares the shit out of me. Because of the animals in it. Not only is it like turd and decomposing, you know, uh, uh, plant life and decomposing fish life and whatever, like Kraken is up that bottom, the, the Cthulhu, whoever's down there, whatever's down there, you know, it's all, it dies and rots and just floats in the water with all the poo and the pee and semen, fish semen, eggs. It's all floating around in the water, you know. And then you don't know what's down there. Some of those creatures, those sharks, oh my God, the sharks alone. The sharks alone are reason enough to stay the fuck out of the ocean. And you got those skates and mantas. Ugh, gross. And who knows what's, what's down there? Who knows how deep it goes? Nobody knows. Nobody's been all the way down there. And I'm certainly not going to be the guy that's going to go all the way down there just to get eaten by something. Oh, you've been in this cave for a while. It's like, no, we're now we're getting digested. There's a strange acid. <sighs> so always maintain discipline when, in a ship, when on a ship at sea. If you're on an aircraft carrier, m mind your P's and Q's when it comes to flight operations. You do not want to get blown off into that filthy, dirty, disgusting fish fucking water. Fish fuck water.
because fish are fucking shooting their loads on the water. It's how a lot of it's how a lot of them breed. They like they drop, you know, some of them like they'll uh, they'll a female drop some eggs. A guy will come on it, and put it in his mouth. He'll take the eggs and put them in his mouth. I swear to God, it's disgusting creatures. Here's to being a land mammal. Woo! I think that's why a lot of the mammals, they like to hang out near us by a lot. Like to be seen by us. Hey, how you doing? We, we still live in this filth. Sucks. And, you know, dolphins are surprisingly upbeat, considering where they live. I mean, I'd be, I'd be a real mean dolphin because it's just... <sighs> So filthy, so filthy. Anyway, um, it's about that time to get into the news worth knowing. Nice, I got this at my, at my fingertips here. I don't even need EK. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm Noah McDonald. This is a fake news. Remember you used to say that? Anyway, but these news stories are not fake. These are actual news stories that I got from I usually use Fox News because it's the most uh, unbiased media out there right now. I I can't I can't really believe I'm saying it, but it is the most unbiased. So thank you, Fox News. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting, and important story for us here in Virginia this week. Uh, a Virginia Democrat who joined the GOP to reject. Gun control bill says the Second Amendment activists made a difference. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Virginia Democratic State Senator Chap Peterson said Tuesday he was surprised that a controversial assault weapons ban bill was brought to the state Senate from the House of Delegates. Excuse me. Appearing on Fox and Friends with host Pete Hegseth, uh, Peterson said he, he voted to stop the gun control measure because it needed some amendments he could not overlook. Quote, I had two problems with the weapons ban bill we voted on yesterday, he said. According to Chapman, the first problem was the categories of weapons and the component parts that were impacted were too broad. Yes, they were. Uh, secondly, he said that the retroactive portion of the bill was unfair. Quote, in other words, if you went out and legally purchased a weapon or legally purchased a particular part, just simply by owning that, you could become a class five, whoa, class six felon or class one misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, they misspelled it. Misdemeanor. Class 1 misdemeanor. Class 6 felony or class 1 misdemeanor. And that to me is not fair. It's not due process. And that was really was bothered me the most, he told Hegseth. The assault weapons ban, one of several uh, Virginia bills that prompted uh, armed protest at state capitol earlier this year, just a couple weeks ago, died in committee uh, Monday despite the backing of the state's Democratic gov Governor Ralph Northam and the legislature legislature's Democratic majority. Uh, four Democrats, including Chapman, broke ranks with their party to reject the bill. Senators Cree Deeds, uh, Scott Sorovell, and John Edwards also joined their Republican colleagues across the aisle and sent it back to the state's crime commission in a 10 to 5 vote. A crowd of gun rights activists packed into the committee room, committee room cheered as the vote came in. The bill, which advanced after a shooter, which was advanced after a shooter killed 12 people in Virginia Beach Municipal Building in May of 2019, would have prohibited the sale or transfer of assault weapons as of July 1st, but critics claimed the measure was not clear enough on how it defined the weapons. 
Uh, Northam, who had personally lobbied senators ahead of the vote, was disappointed, quote, disappointed in the outcome, but expects the state's crime commission to give the measure the detailed review senators had called for. Any action on assault weapons in Virginia is now put off until at least 2021. Virginia's legislative session will end on March 7th. Democrat Senator L. Louise Lucas audibly referred to the defectors as bumps, as a bunch of wimps. They said bump of wimps from the dais, according to the Washington Post. Of course, the Washington Post. However, Peterson said that listening to his constituents and pro-Second Amendment activists were very helpful and mattered in the decision-making process. They got scared. They realized that all these Republicans are are armed. <laughs> but, I mean, the protests have been peaceful. You know, uh, I think that that's, that's wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, because of what the Democrats have done, where they're going to put in all the... Uh, all of Virginia's electoral votes into the winner of the winner of the Democratic vote, and that is just fucking stupid. And so now every single Republican and conservative in Virginia has to vote this November to stop these idiots from doing this. True democracies eat themselves. This is a republic. Do not do stupid shit like democracy. Greece is just they're doing great. They're doing great. Birthplace of democracy. Woo! They're winning. Anyway. Know your history. Let's go on to this next story. Uh, San Francisco Giants snub Aubrey Huff from World Series reunion over social media posts. Damn cat cancel culture, motherfuckers. Anyway, the San Francisco Giants decided to snub former first baseman Aubrey Huff from its 2010 World Series winning team reunion planned for the summer because of his social media posts. Huff, 43, played for the Giants in 2010. <coughs> excuse me. When the team won the World Series. Remember that? He batted 294 with a home run and four RBI in the series against the Texas Rangers. Uh, he was also part of the 2012 championship team. Quote, earlier this month, we reached out to Aubrey Huff to let him know that he will not be included in the upcoming 2010 World Series Championship reunion. Uh, Aubrey has made multiple comments on social media that are unacceptable and run counter to the values of our organization. The Giants said in a statement. You know, you might as well just shit in the streets there, Aubrey. Any... Uh, the uh, uh, according to ESPN, while we appreciate the many contributions contributions that Aubrey made in the 2010 championship season, we stand by our decision. Huff, Huff offered his own statement on Twitter in response to the Giants' decision to snub him. He acknowledged he had a meeting with Giant CEO Larry Bear and said that he was not invited to the ceremony because of his support for President Trump and his quote locker room humor. Quote, when I asked why I wasn't invited, Bear told me that uh, the board didn't approve of my Twitter posts and my political support of Donald Trump. My locker room humor on Twitter is meant to be satirical or sarcastic. And it's the type of humor that loosened up the clubhouse in 2010 for our charge at the World Series title. They loved it then and it hasn't changed. That's not the issue. It's politics. I find this whole thing very hypocritical coming from a man who, had, who has had his share of real controversy for pushing his wife for which he had to take a break from the Giants and issue a formal formal apology. 
All I did was tweet. Huff added that he has the support of thousands of Giants fans. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm on your side, Aubrey. Thousands of Giants fans and that the organization was attacked was attacking his right to freedom of speech. Quote, I'm proud of what I accomplished in my three years with the Giants. I made lifelong memories with teammates that can never be taken away from me. And while I'm disappointed the Giants are so opposed to President Trump and our constitutional rights that they'd uninvite me to my team's reunion, it shows me that now more than ever we have to stand up for our First Amendment rights. Otherwise, the America we know and love is already dead. Huff has been in hot water on Twitter since he retired from baseball following the 2012 season. In January, Huff tweeted about kidnapping uh, Iranian women. He was responding to a tweet that talked about evading Iran and kidnapping women there. Quote, Let, let's get a flight over and kidnap about 10 each. We can bring them back, at, uh, we can bring them back here as they fan, fan us and feed us grapes, amongst other things. Huff tweeted a response to the initial tweet, which he later deleted. Huff called the tweet a joke. That is a joke. No one wants to go to Iran, much less kidnap the women there. Ew. They're so hairy. In November, that he was chided over a tweet uh, saying that he took his children to arrange to arrange to train, train them how to use a gun in the unlikely possibility Senator Bernie Sanders uh, defeated Trump in the 2020 general election. <laughs> Huff played 13 seasons in the majors with the Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore Orioles, Houston Astros, Detroit, Detroit Tigers, and the Giants. He's conservative. That's why he's not allowed. Uh, you might as well just shit in the streets there, Aubrey. I know I did, the, did it again, did the joke again, my bad. Oh, poor Mia. Okay, let's go. So, um, Kroger shoppers in Indiana filmed deer running through the aisles, jumping meat counter. All right, this is a short little video video that you can find if you search for it, I'm sure. Uh, but shoppers at an Indiana Kroger were in, were in for a big surprise when a deer tore through the grocery store on Saturday evening. Bridget Dan was shopping with her mom and two children at the Zion's Zionsville location of the supermarket chain when she recorded the obviously startled deer sprinting down the store aisle. In a still shot of the deer, it can be seen jumping over the meat counter, appearing to momentarily get stuck. Uh, in a in video uploaded to Facebook by Dan, the animal is seen running down the aisle at the end of the uh, store while the employees chased after it. Dan added that the deer was clearly, clearly hurt from running into items in the store. Uh, my, my, she was very scared, uh, from the special attentions from the other shoppers. She was hurt from jumping over the meat slash seafood glass counter. Her nose was bleeding. Aw. Deer was eventually able to exit the store on its own. Kroger confirmed the incident in a comment to Fox News. Quote, the store did have a surprise visitor last night entering through the front door. After the deer left, the manager and store team performed a thorough cleaning of the area. The statement read. Quote, I hope in, in her time near the meat case, the deer noticed our expanded selection of plant-based protein products. The guy used it as an opportunity to push those, uh, the vegan shit. That's uh, clever, I guess. Um, 
in the video you see the, the deer running off. It's like it's like uh, the mom got the cell phone out, recorded video, just right a little late. And all you do is you see the deer running off, and she's got two little girls. It's like uh, one's older than the other. The the younger one is freaking out. This is so awesome! There's a deer at the store. But uh, this other one, the other girl, Mia, she's a little bit older, and she's like me in that situation. She's got her back to a wall and something she could duck under, maybe some things near her she could throw. That's it. If I run into a deer in the store, because crazy, they're crazy-ass animals. Those hoofed animals, they're unpredictable. They're unpredictable. You know that male deer, they like butt heads? You know, they, you know, bucks, buck heads, butt heads. They'll frequently get caught. And so the next thing you know, you got to, all right, buddy, we got to find a way to live together now. <laughs> I mean, weird animals. And if they're in a store and they, they're, I don't know, how do you even accidentally wander in there, you dumbass deer? You're just like, because the vegetables, the vegetables are right inside every store. I guarantee you that's what happened. You're walking close enough, got a little bit of whiff of the vegetables, wandered in the store. Guarantee that's what happened. Anyway, so uh, my heart goes out to little Mia in that because she's like, she's back to the corner. She looks nervous and she's like, I got a bunch of stuff around me I could throw if need be. I got my back to this wall. I got, uh, I got some stuff I can duck behind. I'm in a good defensive position. Me versus deer, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Anyway, so this, uh, this next story is uh, kind of close to home. But uh, uh, it's just proof of a weird, weird-ass world we live in. Weird-ass world we live in. You ready for this? Black man wearing KKK robe confronted by deputies. Excuse me. A black man was seen wearing a Ku Klux Klan robe and hood at a Virginia shopping center Tuesday, uh, told sheriff's deputies that he was performing a social experiment, according to authorities. The Stafford County Sheriff's Office was called to a Target store at the Stafford Marketplace at around 2.30 p.m. to investigate reports of someone wearing the costume. Costume... Is it a costume or a uniform? I don't know. Is it a costume? I don't know. Wearing an outfit. It's an outfit, that's for sure. Um, Major Sean Kimmitz said in a video statement post posted to social media, deputies found the person in the robe, identified him as a black man, and determined he didn't live in the area. Uh, deputies warned him about wearing a mask in public, and he left the scene. Kimmett said. Virginia law prohibits wearing masks with the intent to conceal identity in public. A photo posted to Twitter by a witness at the shopping center showed someone dressed in the white robe and hood talking to deputies while others looked on. The sheriff's office didn't identify the man. Okay. One, they didn't arrest him or anything. Uh <sighs> If you're the deputy, if you're if you're the deputy and comes comes across this guy, what do you what do you even say? It's like, yeah, I guess you can dress however you want. I don't know what kind of weird social experiment you you know because it could easily backfire where somebody kicks your ass. You know, Virginia is apparently very blue these days. So um, if you're covering all your skin and uh, if you're covering all your skin. 
and people think they see a Klan member, even in Virginia, you may get your ass kicked by somebody with a Southern draw. That's just how people are these days. They're like real Klan members. People are like, hey, not cool. Not cool. But as soon as the police like in front of him and he pulled the mask, the mask off, it must have been like that Clayton Bigsby thing from Dave Chappelle. It was like, uh, are, do you know what you're doing, dude? Yeah, I'm doing a social experiment. It was like, you... So I guarantee you that there, there was probably some sort of mental illness in this dude. Uh, that has to be the explanation. There has to be something wrong in this dude's head to dress like this and walk around at Stafford. Um, so... And I, I, I talked about this. It's like we, uh, like it was even on uh, uh, Scott Wharton's. This is not a podcast. Uh, podcast. I talked about this story, but um, it was. Uh, uh, I guarantee you that some cop just like followed him, tailed him for a while to see where he was going, and so um, just to make sure that he, you know, doesn't get in any any trouble or anything like that. I guarantee you it would have been different if it were a white guy. Wearing that, he might have got arrested. Probably for his own safety. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but um, it's 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 weird. It's weird. Where do you even get a KKK robe? I'm gonna get on a. I was I was just about to type in buy KKK robe. In Google. Instead, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to end up on any list. I, I did. I, <laughs> I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea about me. I just, I wanted to see how much they are. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because, I mean, other, other than, like, homemade, making it yourself, I mean, really, where do you get that? Who's, who would sell something like that? And that's the point I was trying to make. You know, I don't, I, I do want to do that search, but maybe I'll use your computer later. The, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, this is a weird world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what you're, uh, thinking you're going to prove by being a black man. What if, what if you got attacked? What if you got attacked, dude? There'd be one embarrassed redneck. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> it would be a redneck. This is Virginia, after all. And believe it or not, we are not cool with racism. We are not cool with racism. 12 minutes, two stories. Let's see if I can pull six minutes out of each of these. So, um, I love my country. I love... Americans, Americans are the best. Where we really are, even though I, I bust you liberal balls, your liberal balls all the time. Uh, I do love you. I love you. You're Americans, and we're all on the same side. And uh, a lot of that comes from my my service in the Navy. You know, it uh, it made me love my country even more, even more. Cool. Yeah, so um, a New Jersey FedEx driver picks up and folds a fallen American flag. Uh, so a New Jersey FedEx driver 
who picked up and folded an American flag uh, that he was spotted on the gra- that he spotted on the ground as he was driving by appeared on Fox and Friends weekend on Sunday and said, "When it comes to the American flag, you have to do something whether people are watching or not." That's right. That's what uh, that's what I've always learned about c- caring for our American flag. That's our country's flag. Chris Oslovich's simple act of patriotism was caught on a ring camera at a Freehold, New Jersey home, and the homeowner, homeowner Rick Garino Jr said he got an alert from his ring doorbell cam- uh, camera that someone was near his home, and that is when he caught the FedEx driver in action. This is Fox 35 News reporting. He posted the video on Facebook and has been shared nearly 6,000 times. Speaking on Fox and Friends weekend on Sunday, Oslovich, who wasn't even delivering a package to the home, where he noticed a flag on the ground, and he, so he stopped to pick it up because when you see a flag on the ground, that's a sign of disrespect. Correct, sir. Correct. Quote, the flag should never be desecrated like that, so you have to stop, you have to do something whether people are watching or not. He also acknowledged that usually when you see something that you know it isn't right, some people just think nothing of it. Somebody else... Somebody else would do it just to keep... And, and they would, somebody else would do it and they keep... They would think that somebody else would do it and just keep on going by. In this case, especially because the item on the ground was the American flag, he said that he just had to do something. Garino reportedly said that he watched the footage. He saw the FedEx driver pick up his American flag from the front yard after the pole had been knocked down in the heavy wind. Garino, who put the flagpole up after 9-11, said he then saw the employee unhook the flag from the pole, fold it up in the proper, proper way, and place it on Garino's porch. Fox 35 report. I really appreciated what he did, his patriotism, Greeno reportedly said. You don't see things like that anymore. Oslovich's father was a 9-11 first responder, speaking on Fox and Friends weekend. Oslovich said that he considered going into law enforcement as well. When host Pete Hegseth asked Oslovich if he had his father and men like him in mind when he stopped to fold the flag, he answered, they're the people that I look up to and I always have. When asked about how he learned to fold the flag, it's just Oslovich said, "I just felt natural to do it." It doesn't say if he was ex-military. He added that he said, "I also thought about the first time I'd ever done it, just watching a flag folding ceremony. That's how I got it, or even the flag my father has, which is folded." So I guess that the original experience it was just locked up, locked away in my head. He continued. Garino reported reportedly was able to get in contact with Oslovich and thanked him. He said they have, he said they plan to have dinner together soon. <laughs> cool. Um, I don't, I, th- I think it was in the Navy where they taught us how to, I mean, we didn't practice folding flags, but they taught us how to do it for, I have the information in my head. I know how to hold, fold an American flag in my head. I, I think I got it from the Navy. I mean, I think it's actually our duty. If you're active duty military and you, and you see something like that, you see a flag on the ground, you have to do that. I think. Maybe it's just a brainwashing. They played that, was that Lee Greenwood, Proud to be American song? Is it Lee Greenwood? They played it a lot, brainwashed us. Saltpeter in our food and stuff like that. You've heard that rumor? Maybe you've heard that rumor that they put saltpeter in your food so you don't get boners in boot camp. I had boners all the time at boot camp. Nowhere to put it. And, uh... It's funny, you know, you get, because uh, there are female divisions in boot camp, because uh, 
and you'd see them every now and then, or you'd walk, or you'd be walking past a female division and you catch just the, the you know they don't have any perfume because you don't have any fucking cologne in boot camp, but you could just smell the woman, and you're just like, oh, there's women. I'd get, yeah, and you get those boners. <laughs> they don't put shit in your food. Put saltpeter in your food. So people do that with the dogs, don't they? Like they'll. Uh, I think people like who fight dogs. They'll put gunpowder in their food, thinking to make them meaner. People are people are crazy. Loco. All right, this is our last story here. Uh, what's that song? That Wings song. Love, take me down to the streets. Yeah, it's a Wings song from the seventies. Yeah. Anyway, that's the song pop. That song popped in my head when I was reading the story. A Florida pastor offers a challenge to people who stole his car. A celebrity pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. offered a special challenge on Valentine's Day to the people who stole his car, saying he wouldn't press charges. The VOUS church pastor, who hosted a Sunday service with Kanye West ahead of the Super Bowl in Miami, announced on Instagram that his car had been found after it was taken from his driveway Wednesday. Quote, whoever you are that took our car, he said, adding that it was likely, that it likely was three people. Whoever you are that took our car, we love you, he said. We're for you, and thank you for leaving it somewhere that we can find it. But he didn't stop there. Quote, here's the deal. I want to challenge you right now. If you keep doing stuff like this, life is not going to be good for you. You're going to pro- spend probably forever in prison, so here's a challenge. The 36-year-old pastor invited him to come to his church on Sunday and come to the front. Quote, we want to give you an opportunity, he said. I'm going to let you, become, uh, let you be an intern at VOUS Church for three months. He explained, now listen, I will not pay you. You did steal my car. But for three months, I'm going to intern and mentor you. And I actually believe if you give us three months of your life, your life will change. You'll be on a much, much better path, and I think you could take this really bad thing that happened, and we could turn it into a good thing. Instead of pressing charges, he said he wants to love them. Quote, so if you stole my car, it's all good, bro. Uh, The father of two young boys concluded, thanks for leaving the stroller. That was very kind of you. (laughs) We love you. Come to church this Sunday. Uh... Fox News did not immediately receive a response about Sunday service and whether the suspects attended. I don't think they did. What do you think? You think they went? Oh, that was nice. I, I do kind of need church. Uh, when it comes to like how to react when something befalls you like that, this is probably the right way to do it. It's probably the way I would I would do it. I mean, I'm not a pastor. But if my car got stolen, I'd probably talk about it on the show. And I'd probably give some, it was like, hey, you know what? You stole my car. You bring it back. We'll do an interview. You know, put out your social media. I won't press charges. Just uh, uh, that compartment on the driver's side, don't go in there. (laughs) Uh, Don't don't take my gun. Um, The, yeah. I think that's just the, the the right way to react to this. Leading leading with love, love taking you down to the streets, just like uh, Paul McCartney say, sang. Uh, 
you know, it's a, you know, these bad things are going to happen to you. There's people who are, who are, you know, who are going to wrong you in one way or another. And so, I mean, it's okay just to extend a little charity, a little forgiveness out there. You know, don't be like these, uh, like the San Francisco Giants and say, hey, you know, you supported Trump. You said these, uh, made a joke about kidnapping Iranian women. Uh, uh, there's no forgiveness for that. This guy stole a car, and this pastor is, uh, yeah, it's probably a dude that stole it. The, uh, this pastor is giving him an opportunity for a better life. You know, granted, I don't know, it's like what you can do is like, oh, I got involved in choir. Eh, you put that on a resume, I guess. Depends on what you're doing in choir. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's just my opinion. I think that people who steal a car tend to be, one, tend to be young, very young, and don't want to go to church. You know, I'm a Christian. I don't want to go to church. You know? When I wanted to go to church, I shouldn't have been. I should have been apparently stealing cars, going on joy rides, getting laid. No. Prime of my life, I'm stuck in a church, reading books at home alone. Now I'm horny. Now I want to raise hell. <laughs> anyway, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Search for the Madman Lowercase. That's three words, the Madman Lowercase, on YouTube. Or just search Shock Monkey Radio. Um, please become a patron. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. You can get access to all of our video content. And so forth. There's also some additional stuff I put up there. And hopefully we get some more uh, patron-only content coming soon. Anyway, and I'll probably put a clip. Probably put a clip up. I don't know. What do you think? The Muppets part? Maybe the Muppets? Maybe the Muppets rant? I don't, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I watch the video again. Uh, I'm definitely going to be putting this complete video up for the patrons tonight. The clip will be sometime later tonight or maybe early in the morning. Or not early in the morning drinking beer tonight the uh sometime tomorrow and maybe in a day or two the rss feed will be downloadable for you people who listen to it who just listen uh, a majority of our subscribers are just people who listen and i understand i'm i'm the kind of guy who consumes podcasts all day long when i'm working and so forth there's a lot, a lot of people doing it this day and i fucking love the area that i'm living in and you know what i'm the madman and i love you too